Hi, this is May. And I'm Joy. Welcome to the QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. May and I are friends, writers, and creatives who want to share our endeavors out loud. On this podcast, we're here to encourage each other, and you too, and share tools we've discovered or made up, so you can follow your passions with a little support. So grab your tea, or your coffee, and let's get started. It's another week. Hello and welcome. Tonight we are going to talk about creative entrepreneurship. Is it easy or is it hard? I think you know the answer to that question, but Joy has some really, (laughs) really good points for you to add to that conversation. So we're excited about tonight. But before we dig into that conversation, let's talk about our creative weeks. Joy, what did you do? Oh, so this week, most of my work has been um, preparing for a workshop that I get to do tomorrow for, as we record this, we record this on Thursday night, so I am doing a workshop tomorrow, which is Friday, and that is for my local uh, public library, and it's all about love letters, not just for lovers, (laughs) but it's been so much fun to research for this and to think through this topic because I absolutely adore letters. Um, Letters are a very important part of my family and um, just have been a big part of my life, so this has been fun to be able to put together uh, and to think about letters through history, literature, and culture. So those are kind of my three things that I'm going to be focusing on. And then I'm going to give a letter writing challenge to the attendees. So I'm so excited. (laughs) It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I think that there are, last time I checked, there are like 20 people signed up for it. So I hope they all come. I know, I know. I'm so excited. And then I did, I made one of the landing pages earlier this week. Um, I've continued to have some website issues on the other side, but (laughs) I think I've come to the close of those, hopefully, fingers crossed. And I decided this week that I was going to try something new when it came to my writing, and I was going to actually try to write every day, and that didn't exactly work. (laughs) But I'm very excited about the prospects of that working. Um, Yeah. Basically, it boils down to I realized that I don't have to have a huge amount of time to be able to write. Like, that was just my preference, um, and I did better that way. But I have found that I do better now with shorter amounts of time. I'm able to focus a little better, I think, um, just the way that my life is right now. So when I realized that, I was like, hey, well, then I could actually write every day. So. I think once I get over all of the big presentation things that I've been working on, that that might actually be a thing for me. So pretty excited about it. So tell us about your creative week. So I have been trying to finish this poetry book for a while. There was one poem that I wanted to add to the poetry book. And I finally, it was, it was, it felt contrived and gross and stuff for a while there but I finally had a breakthrough with it and I wrote some good poetry so I'm super super excited and something else that happened in my creative week is something that I would like to read to is an email that I like to read for mostly for joy (laughs) (laughs) 
so I'm not going to say who it's to because you'll know whenever the content gets in there. You ready? Okay. Hi, exclamation point. I'm so sorry things have been quiet for my corner these past few months. I hope all is going well with you and the family and that you are thriving. I bought the Chronicles of the Twelve Realms and am now looking for some hours to live in your world. I hear it's a great place to be. I cannot wait to slow down a bit, but not right now. Right now, I want to chat with you about a poetry book that I believe I have completed. <laughs> I think. Either way, it's done enough to give you some things to think about. Attached is the theme poem split into two. Part one will be in the opening and poem two will be in the closing. It's the whole arc of the poetry book. I thought this might be able to give you a feel without you having to read the whole thing. I love the work. I'd love to work with you on the full cover and formatting. Could you let me know when you may have some time in your freelance schedule to work with me on this? <laughs> Gotta go podcast now. But I look forward to hearing from you and catching up on your things, too. I'm so excited right now. I it's have my goosebumps. first step out into the world. <laughs> it's, my, it's, been, it's been all right here, guys. Like, all in this little bundle right by my heart. Aww. And I finally put it in an email and sent it to the cover artist and to the formatter. And it's the wheels are already turning, so something has to happen now. Yay! She's going to do such a good job with your beautiful words, and I'm just <gasps> so excited. So it's happening! Yay! <laughs> I've got to let it go. i got to let it go. Oh. So, as Chloe said in her interview with a creative episode, she said, don't let it burn, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Truer words have never been spoken. <laughs> She wasn't speaking about this poetry book, but it seeped into my soul. <laughs> and so here we are. Oh, I am so mm. excited. I cannot wait. Yay. I hope you would be happy. <laughs> I am beyond happy. <laughs> so, and that was part of our um, our goals for 2021. Uh, love it. So that's my creative week. <laughs> oh, that was the best one ever. <laughs> now it's time for... Hopefully, I, I, what I'm what I'm hoping is is that it's time for my words to go out into the world and to help someone heal. That's my plan. <laughs> it's not a very big one. <laughs> no, that's a huge one, girl. Don't even downplay that because that's huge, and it will. Like I have, y'all just don't even know. <laughs> this is so good. What? Well, we also have to say happy birthday, don't we? Oh, can yes. we can we say that out loud? We can. We can. <laughs> Happy birthday to Joy's book baby, Biscuit Thing. Oh, thank oh, Joy. So how One do you year. feel now that your baby's a year old? I know, it's just so crazy. Went by so fast. That's <laughs> 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 so funny. <laughs> I know, so I was trying to think like how to say this earlier, and I started to put on there my sophomore, but I don't know if that would be right to call it my sophomore novel. I don't know. It was It was a novella, so I had already put the novel out. Then I had the novella. I don't know if you would call that. Sophomore publication? Sophomore publication. Fiction? Your sophomore fiction publication? Yeah. I guess that would fit. Junior, do you include the Crux Anthology? Well, 
So, you know, I've gone back and forth about that, which is an interesting thing that you even bring that up because I was thinking about it earlier today. And in some regards, I do. I do count that as my first, but technically I wasn't the only one in that because it, it was an anthology. So, yes, mm -hmm. that was – I do think of that as the book that made me a published author. Um, but any good thing was when I became a – single a solo published author <laughs> That's true. so happy birthday this good thing and yeah. congratulations joy on another wonderful wonderful book thank you and it's only going to get better with tom yes as well because it's such a it's a deep strong story that's just it has so many roots and so many layers and so much love and yeah oh you're we'll, have to, we'll link to it we'll link to it so that you guys can experience it if you'd like Yes, thank you. <laughs> so Joy, are you ready to talk about creative entrepreneurship? Absolutely. Let us get this started. I'm so excited. So here's what brought this all up. So earlier this week, I found myself kind of pondering over an email that I had opened. Okay, so this came from Squarespace. Now, <laughs> I am not an affiliate. Maybe after this show, maybe I'm going to be wishing that I would have been because I am going to mention Squarespace simply for the fact that it was their email that launched all of this. Um, they said Squarespace would like to sponsor us. Oh, we will not object. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Looking for sponsors. <laughs> So I do, and I do have a Squarespace um, website, and I also have a WordPress website. So I have I have two different we uh, websites from two different platforms. Um, so their email had three articles in it this week, and one was a and A with the one and only Dolly Parton. So of course, you know that got my attention, right? Because yeah, absolutely, I adore Dolly. Like who I doesn't? Do Everyone American from my, gym. yes, exactly, perfectly said. So that was the thing that caught my eye, and that was the main thing. And then another article focused on when, when entrepreneurs decide to go full-time with their side hustles or their passion projects or whatever you want to call them. And then the third article highlighted these two brothers who found a way to combine all of their interests and their passions into what has become this spread out oyster bar empire. Like, who knows that that could be a thing, but it is for them. Uh, and apparently they have one down here in New Orleans. So, hmm. I know, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, I couldn't help but be drawn in by these stories and by the excitement of how each one showed ways people followed their dreams, took risks, and found success. I mean, who doesn't love a good success story, especially when it's something, you know, something that you're pursuing. It's kind of a cool deal. So um, I think this all started also with their I guess it was a Super Bowl ad. And so tell them about the song. Well, I was going to have you tell them about the song because oh. you watched it right before. I did. I loved and it. And I loved it. Okay, so I love Dolly Parton and I love the song 9 to 5. She, she, she kind of did a parody of her own song, basically, is what's happened <laughs> here. So instead of 9 to 5, it's called 5 to 9. The first verse is pretty much the same of, of 9 to 5. And then the second verse starts switching it up a little bit and talks about 
people who love things and put their personal time into these passion projects and do it because because they feel like they have a calling and so that's like the second verse on and talking about the hustles and the websites and all of the the things that we do in order to you know just kind of get recognized for something that we're passionate about Hmm. it's so good it's so good and if you like nine to five you're gonna love five to nine and everybody should listen to it it's on youtube Yes. <laughs> and if you are a creative entrepreneur, I think that you will find this very like inspirational and it will get you totally pumped oh, up. Yeah. I mean, we were definitely yeah. pumped up coming into it's this episode. Like a, um, it's like an anthem a little yeah. bit. A bit of a fight song. It is. Absolutely. And of course, Dolly was going to give us that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why I didn't expect it. Like, I should have <laughs> expected it. So... <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, all of this, so looking at these different articles and everything, they all made me think about how possible anything is these days. Um, We're not locked into only beginning a new venture when we're 24, you know, fresh out of college or something like that. So Dolly is 75 years old and she is all the time doing something new. I mean, that woman is constantly doing something so, you know, she's on, on this end of the spectrum where it's like, you know, she has no signs of stopping. Like, she's going to do new stuff until whenever. And then on the other side of the lifetime timeline or whatever you want to call it, I'm all the time seeing, and I wish I could have thought of an example of this, and maybe you have an example that you could share, but I see articles and posts about young entrepreneurs. I mean, We're talking about kids who have launched successful ventures before they're even old enough to drive. Like, talk about inspirational. So, May, maybe you can share with us a few young entrepreneurs who are totally inspirational. Yeah, I actually found this article in businessnewsdaily.com, and we'll put it, we'll put it in the link because it's amazing. <laughs> it's actually companies founded by amazing young entrepreneurs. That's what the title is. And so one of the ones that they have down here is Jelani Jones, who runs the company that produces Lonnie Boo Bath. And Jelani is nine years old. <laughs> she has a love for bath products and she turned that into a bath bomb company, which is what Lonnie Boo Bath is. And then we've got Hannah Grace. Hannah Grace started Beautiful Cosmetics and the U in Beautiful is actually Y-O-U and it's all caps. So lowercase B-E, capitalized Y-O-U, lowercase Tiffle. And um, so she was challenged by her father to create the same products that she loved in her favorite health and beauty stores. And so 10-year-old Hannah Grace started what would become her own bath bomb company called Beautiful. You can find her products on her website. And 20% of every purchase that she sells goes to Juvenile Diabetes Research Fund as she was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when she was an infant. So she's given back to people and she's 10 years old. Wow. Um, We also have Maddie Ray. Maddie Ray is 12 and she made some slime glue because we didn't have that in the world and she thought we needed it. And I honestly uh, agree with her. So if you (laughs) would like some slime glue, you can go to Maddie Ray's slime glue website. Um, then, and just one more, just for fun, (laughs) because, and those were actually all girls. These are a couple of guys. So maybe that 
evens us out a little bit. But Brandon and Sebastian Martinez, Brandon is 13 and Sebastian is 11. And they sell funky socks and creative socks to elevate people's style is the way they like to say it. (laughs) They're also helping with Juvenile Diabetes Research Fund and Autism Speaks. So since 2014, Are You Kidding has partnered with schools across the U.S. to provide socks for fundraisers. And I just think that's really, really cool. So kids are amazing. Like, can I just say, I love how they don't hold back. They don't see obstacles sometimes. And there's that level of invincibility that comes with being young that I admire. And there's also that heart of a child, you know, just that willingness and that longing to help others um, that is so beautiful. And I've seen this so many times where young people, maybe they're not even starting out to to create a business that will be profitable to them. Maybe they're just totally in it for some sort of a charity, like they're, they're doing something for someone else. And it's just incredible to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, another thing is too, is that they're really good with spotting needs. And, you know, and I think it speaks to the fact that that kids, when they see an issue or a need, like they just, they go ahead and they find a solution. And I think sometimes as adults, we tend to have reached critical, cynical level. And we're like, well, this is just horrible and there's nothing we can do about it. (laughs) Like, you know, we're just like, oh, well, life is horrible and we just move Mm -hmm. on and don't stop to see what can we do to address this and to change this like kids do. I think, yes, cynicism, but also we're just strapped sometimes. Yeah. 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 But you're right. They, they see things that we don't. They do. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So not only are we not locked into things based on our age, um, we also are not locked into traditional brick and mortar businesses anymore. Um, or local shops that only serve the residents in our communities. We have pop-ups, right? Okay, so I know of a bookstore that does not have a storefront. She is a total pop-up bookstore. And yes, she can sell online, but she also goes into businesses in her community and she'll set up there and people will go and they'll know, okay, she's going to be set up here on this day between these hours and we'll go and and get our books there. And I mean, how cool is that? Right. And there are so many different pop-up, like I've seen this with, whether it be, um, food is another thing. Um, here in Slidell, we have a lady who has the happy little camper and it's a coffee shop. And so she literally has this adorable little camper and she sells coffee and stuff like that out of the camper and it pops up in different places in our town. And it is just the cutest thing. Um, so like, so be a patron. I know, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's just the cutest thing ever. And then, you know, with online presence, you know, you could sell internationally, you know, whatever, whatever your thing is that you're selling, um, it goes so far beyond map lines today. So this thought of anything is possible is exciting. And it's enough to make you want to ditch the nine to five and launch your own business. But is it as easy as it seems? So here is the other thing that I saw as I was reading these articles. None of their businesses, none of their successes 
happened overnight, okay? They came from hard work, sacrifice, determination, perseverance. There are no overnight successes. And I feel like that is something very important to say. I don't think it can be said too many times because too often we, um, we kind of get into the trap of those get-rich-quick schemes or, you know, buy this course and then you'll be making millions of dollars or, you know, you see these every day, right? We all get bombarded with these. And I think sometimes we let them kind of get in our heads. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Am I the only one? <laughs> no, you are not. You are absolutely not. In fact, I just think about baby writer Megan. <laughs> yeah, I just thought I was just going to be able to do it. And then in a year, I'd be famous or something. I don't know what I thought really as far as like the famous level of it, but I did think that the literary community would open, like the literary publishing community would just open their arms to me and that I would be, you know, something super special. Yeah. I think that we all kind of have that, that vision, right? Yeah. I don't know. At least I hope we all do. And it's not just you and me. At least well, we have each other. It's you and me. It wouldn't be the first time that it's the only thing. That we're the only people who have <laughs> thought of certain things. So. That's true. We are a little odd. <laughs> so, yes, it's not an overnight success thing. And, and can I just insert here for just a moment that whenever we think it's an overnight success thing, I've seen many articles and like Twitter posts and, and social media posts from people who have been considered an overnight success where they were like, yeah, if overnight is a decade of work pri previously to my overnight success, then yes, it's been an overnight success. But they don't consider it an overnight success whenever they've toiled away for 10 years and then they've finally gotten what they've worked for, you know? Yeah, that's so true. Anyway, just throwing that in there. Yeah, I'm glad you did. Can you think of any examples that we can share maybe? Mm, the, I can't remember the book that was her overnight success, but I remember a Twitter, a Twitter post from Lauren DeStefano. And she's written quite a few books since uh, since then, but it might have been her Wither trilogy that it was referring to. I can't remember, but she she was one of those people where she was like, um, she I've been I've been tagged in overnight success, and yet you know, <laughs> so. I've been here, been working, mm -hmm. just. <laughs> And also, if you've heard the name Rachel Hollis, she's been like everywhere, right? Yeah. And so her book, Girl, Wash Your Face, was actually her sixth book published. Wow. So that's, I had that no idea. Yeah, that wasn't. Now she, it's a different genre than the other books that she published previous, previously, mm -hmm. but she was a prolific writer on her blog. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she had like two two cookbooks before and then she had a trilogy like a women's fiction trilogy I had and no that, idea she wrote fiction see learning something totally writes fiction yeah. and um and then girl wash your face came out mm -hmm. and it was just like here's this new lady <laughs> <laughs> she's been in this space for a significantly long time yeah. so yeah Rachel Hollis was an overnight success too <laughs> <laughs> Using those scary quotes. <laughs> people who can't see us on YouTube, I did use the air quotes and my sarcastic eyebrow raise. So. 
<laughs> I'll see what you're missing if you're not watching on YouTube. <laughs> so, yeah, as I was looking through at these examples, there were some things that kind of popped out, like lessons that I just kind of took from them. So with Dolly, she's always eager to learn something new or try something new. And I love that about her. Um, she's not stuck with what she's comfortable with, right? I think we all have a tendency, or at least I do. I have a tendency to get like that. I have a tendency to be like, okay, I'm comfortable with this. I know how to do this. I'm going to stay right here. And she totally just blows that out of the water. Um, in the Q&A that they did with her, she talked about Dollywood. She talked about how she had this idea to have Dollywood and how all of her business managers told her that it was a big fat mistake. She told them that they were obviously completely and totally wrong and she fired them. And clearly she was right. <laughs> I mean, my 13 year old is like every day, can we go to Dollywood? Can we go to Dollywood? <laughs> like, yeah, Dollywood is a thing. So her work ethic, too, is the other thing that just really, really stands out to me. Um, she works hard all day, every day. You know, you think like, oh, a singer or whatever. And for some reason, we kind of don't think of them as working. You know, we think, oh, well, they just sing. No. Dolly works so hard. I mean, and she doesn't just sing. Like, she has so many different things that she does. The Imagination Library. I mean... What an amazing organization. Huge to my boys. Yeah. Huge. And then, you know, with the article about the full-time entrepreneurs, um, I thought that it was interesting that each of them went full-time at different times and in different ways with all these various different types of businesses. But there was a common thread. And the common thread was that they believed in their venture. Now, while that's not all it takes, please hear me clearly, that is where it starts. So there was that belief in their business, the belief that it could be successful, and then the hard work to make it happen. And that was definitely the common thread that I saw in each one of those little vignettes on those mm -hmm. entrepreneurs. And it's very similar with the brothers. Um, they both had prior business ventures that gave them experience that helped them build this new dream. So they had separate businesses that they had started in the past and they, they were pretty successful with them, but they took every skill that they learned from those to make this that they, that has become kind of their empire. And when they started this one, they kind of put it all on black, so to speak. Um, when they started their first oyster bar, they kept coming up against all of these issues, you know, oh, well, you can't do this. It's like zoning type issues. You know how it is when you're opening a business and especially restaurants. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. All of the legalities that go along with all of that. Um, so they were, they kept getting all of these reasons that their business wasn't going to work. So they just found the solution for every single problem that the naysayers brought to them and then proved them wrong. So yeah, I just thought that that was so cool. That is cool. That reminds me of something that my husband listens to every once in a while, and he kind of has it stored away on his phone. He saves it. And it is uh, a video by Jocko Willink. Oh, we love him. We love him too. And uh, it's the good video. Have you heard that one? No. Okay. So every time Brent kind of gets down about things in life, he'll play this video. I think it might be three minutes long, two minutes long, something like that. And Jocko Willing is talking about like how 
when people come to him and they say, um, well, this is stopping me and this happened and then this happened and this happened. When he was in the Navy SEALs, when that would happen, he would be like, okay, good. What's next? (laughs) And then he's like, well, this happened to me. Good. What's next? And so people got tired of hearing him say good. And they were finally like, why are you saying good? These are horrible things. And it's like, good, you get a chance to prove your perseverance. Good, you get a chance to prove your dedication to this. Good, you get a chance to prove your work ethic. And you're, you know, like, like, this is, these are all, he he considers, you know, obstacles and controversy and things like that as a good thing, because you get to prove your character in these situations. And I was just like, you know, that actually kind of reminds me of, what these guys did, like they proved their dedication, they proved their ingenuity, like they proved their problem solving skills and critical thinking and all of this stuff. And they really, really wanted it. And so good. I love that. So we're definitely going to share that link because May is going to share that link with me because that's now going to be on my phone. (laughs) I I will respond well to Jocko. I do. I do well with like the whole like military, like, you know, tough love, like that works for me. So bring it on. (laughs) Read extreme ownership. Yes. It's so good. It changed me. Oh my gosh. So good. So in fact, if you have an entrepreneurial vision and you want to lead you need to read Extreme Ownership. Yes. Highly we'll recommended. the link too. Yeah. Highly recommended from both of us. Definitely. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. All right. So just kind of like wrapping it all up together. So some common themes that I'm seeing in all of these entrepreneurial situations that we've been discussing. There's using past experiences to form or to inform future ventures. Listening to the doubters but only to find solutions to potential problems, not to let them douse the flames of your dreams. That's important because you do need to know, okay, where, where could this go wrong? You need to think through that. You need to be prepared. So it is important to listen to them, but only for that reason. Um, be willing to learn something new or try something new to think outside of the box. And that was another thing that really stood out in most of these, how they just thought outside of the box, you know? And I think, I think there's just one other really main theme that kind of sticks out in all of these. And that was understand that following a passion project into a sustainable business is not a get rich quick scheme. It requires hard work, determination, and perseverance. I know we've already said that, but like I said before, it it needs to be said often. And this is something that you need to say to yourself often if you are a creative entrepreneur. I know I do. That's that's one of the things that I have to do often throughout my week just to help me keep going. So do you have anything else that stood out to you? Any other common themes that you noticed? Yeah. Um I guess too, if you don't quite know, if you know that you want to be an entrepreneur and you don't quite know what to do, what I also saw in here was uh, see a need, fill a need. Yeah. And so just be aware and be open to seeing the problems. I know that's not something that we love to do all the time, but just 
looking outside of yourself, like get out of your phone, get out of your head and see people and see where their needs are. Yeah. I love that. So good. Yeah. So here's the thing. I think like we said earlier and how we kind of started was how so many things are possible. And I think more today than ever before, anything really is possible. Um, We're not locked into things. We're not locked into the traditional. We're not locked into things because of our age or where we live or any of that kind of stuff. Um, But it could be that there are some things standing in your way. All right. So if you are wanting to be a creative entrepreneur, but you've kind of stalled or maybe you really haven't even gotten started, um, here are a few questions that we thought might help. Um, see if one of these is is your issue. Um, are you not capitalizing on the experiences that you've had or considering ways to use what you know to do what you want? That's another thing too is you know a lot of times people people have a passion and when they have a passion that they just can't they can't not do. <laughs> They tend to look for ways that they can make it their thing. Um, so consider ways to use what you know to do what you want. Do you listen to the negative Nancys and let them determine your mindset, allowing them to derail your dreams and stop you before you even get started? I think that's a huge one. And I think that that is something that we all battle. And I think if we're honest, I think every one of us battles this almost on a daily basis. Um, so probably you're with me on this one. <laughs> totally there. Yeah. <laughs> then do you let yourself remain stuck in how you think business should look? Or do you limit yourself because you don't know how to do something? Or you're scared of technology that you don't understand? I think that can be a big thing too. And so my husband and I love to watch Forged in Fire. Can I just say that's like the best show ever. We're going to just sell it all and become bladesmiths because, you know, that would be awesome. But (laughs) we were watching an episode the other night and one of the guys on there talked about how he got his degree from YouTube University. (laughs) And I started laughing because I have watched so many YouTube tutorials on everything from technology stuff, websites, coding, Photoshop tutorials, you name it. I have learned how to do it thanks to YouTube. So if that is your excuse, if that is your reason, you can learn pretty much anything if you set your mind to it. I promise there there is most likely a video out there to help you. (laughs) So you just have to search for it. Yes. And don't and you let are only limited by your lack of motivation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And don't let technology scare you, okay? And then one more that came to my mind, and now May, you might have some others that come come to mind as well. But this but you're, one you're doing really well. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. Well, this one, like, I definitely think that this is another one like the the negative Nancy is that I feel like we all, if we're being honest, face this every day. Do you let yourself get easily discouraged when things take way longer? than you think they will. And I was there this week. <laughs> Can I just say? So professionally and creatively, this is this is one of my stumbling blocks for sure. Yeah. Well, I think, so for me, the two things are to remind myself 
that there are no overnight successes. That's that's not a thing. <laughs> okay. And this is something that I told May, I don't know, it's probably been a year or two ago when I said this to you, something along the lines of how it takes an awful long time to become an overnight success. And that's something yeah. I keep reminding myself of. And I, I do it often because I need to hear it. And the other thing that I often remind myself of is I make myself look back and think about how far I've come. And that is motivation in itself. Because even mm -hmm. though they're tiny little steps, usually followed by a couple of larger steps backward, or at least that's the way it feels as you're going through it, and it is to some extent, you're still making progress. And even though it seems small at the time, it is going to lead you to that next step, right? And that's what we want. And I love this cup. I know that if you're not watching, you can't see this, but it says small steps every day. And I think that that is like perfect. So yeah. tonight I was like, well, I got to have my water and it's going in this cup because this is for <laughs> this episode. <laughs> so small steps every day, y'all. And I'm just really pulling out my y'all tonight, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have anything else to add before we can get to our QWERTY challenge? No, I think we're ready. QWERTY challenge is, is a go. <laughs> Yay. All right. Well, here we go. Do you have a passion that you've wanted to turn into a career? Which of the common issues are you letting stop you? And I think that what we'll do is we'll copy down those, those questions that we put in there earlier. We're going to copy those into the show notes. So if you guys want to look back over them to kind of help you with this challenge, they'll be there. So where do you struggle? And then once you identify where you struggle most, how can you overcome that? Because it's not enough just to figure out what's stopping you. You've got to figure out how to move past that because that's the point, those little steps every day. Yes. Yes. In fact, I think we should put that in the title of this episode. Little steps every day. Little steps every day. Entrepreneurship, little steps every day. I, I think love we need to that. know from the beginning that this is what this is about. Yeah, I think it's relevant. It's so relevant right now. I know we all had a stall for 2020 mm -hmm. just trying to figure out what life is that year and so now we just I think I think we're craving completion and mm. and something tangible to hold on to and just this reminder that it's the little steps every day the consistency the perseverance the dedication all of those words that we love to throw in our resumes and <laughs> <laughs> but to actually live those out even in our hustle and our five to, five to nines big deal <laughs> big deal. Yes. Good word, Joy. Good word. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Dolly. Mm, yes, for inspiring all of this. This <laughs> whole episode was inspired by Dolly Parton. <laughs> yes. I think that should be like in the show notes too. <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> okay, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we hope that you have a wonderful creative week. Have an amazing week. Yes. And go make something. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening until the end. Seriously, you're a trooper. Do you think pretty writing life is the bomb? May, you just said the bomb. Don't you censor me. If you think Cordy Writing Life rocks ice for real, oh my word. please rate, review, and share us with others. 
If you have questions about this week's episode or want to start a conversation, you can reach us by visiting courtywritinglife.podbean.com. We'll be back next week with more candid chats for you.